Well, good morning. Welcome to 9 o'clock. I know that uh, many of us around uh, Heritage are getting ready for a great day. Today is our uh, next service, and then after that will uh, be our, our Heritage Anniversary Gathering. Yeah, our homecoming celebration and our annual fish fry and barbecue, all of the things. Uh, And to those watching us online this morning, we welcome you. We are glad that you're here. We want to give a very happy shout out to our Lincoln City campus. uh, Why don't we stand together and we will uh, uh, worship the Lord in scripture and then in song. Are you ready? Psalm 145 Uh, The first four verses. Let's read together. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. Lord, we bless your name. We exalt you. We do that as heritage. One generation declares your faithfulness, your goodness, your promise, your power, your testimony to another. We celebrate, we revel in, and we declare the mighty acts of the Lord. And Lord, once again today, this first Sunday in July, we plant, uh, as it were, a flag in the ground, a monument. We build an altar today saying, Ebenezer, thus far has the Lord helped us, and he will continue to be our helper. He who has been will be forever. And we give you thanks, and we give you praise for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's give him a mighty praise. Can we do that?
Jesus is waiting there. So love the world. Oh, God, love the world.
minute to the slides not that one a little before yeah okay and then one more before that I'm sorry so here's the deal yeah yeah here's the thing he gives life he give he is love and gives love and he brings light to every darkness around you whatever you're walking through thank you that's it Listen, if he cared enough, I was thinking about this as we were worshiping, if he cared enough to turn that water into wine, how silly is that, right? That's not a big deal. It was a big deal to those people, but think about what you're walking in right now, what you're carrying right now, what you're contending for right now. He, he literally said, fill him to the rim. And he reached in and miraculous it was it was wine it was I, we just re, listen i'm sorry but we just are rewatching the chosen and i just love jesus so much he's so good he's so loving he's so powerful and just to think about that that beautiful first miracle and right now whether you're in this room or you're watching us online you if there's a brokenness there if there's a desire if you just need some hope He's just so much even bigger than just turning some water into wine. He restores your body. He, he makes your bones work. He makes your body whole. He sets, he sets your addiction free. He, he, he heals your, your wounds and your heart. He says to cancer, I laugh at you, cancer. You be gone in the name of Jesus. He says to diabetes, blood is new. He makes your blood new. So I want us to sing this again. And as you're singing this, you are just, he gives hope. He restores every single heart is, that is broken. He does. He turns water into wine. Listen, he smiles over you this morning. His love is so powerful. Let's do this. And I want that.
Let's Lord, shout his name. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing that grace. this way. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. <laughs> All right. Great is the Lord and greatly should he be being praised. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, Lord, ignite our hearts, our lips, our let your very spirit fill our lungs, Lord. Let our praise be uh, evermore an accurate reflection of your greatness. Lord, because it's right, because you're worthy, and Lord, because we need it. Now, Lord, we honor you this morning. We thank you for the breath of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. 
We thank you for the kindness of Jesus, the power, the magnificence, the wisdom, the love, the joy of Jesus in this place. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Let everybody say amen. amen. I'll invite you to take your seats and let's, let's declare the gospel together. We're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 39. There'll be two screens for us to read. Uh, this is Peter speaking. So Peter replied, let's begin. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Amen. Lord, today we gather in the name of Jesus. We, Lord, we gather, we will gather soon around the table of the Lord, and then we will lead people into baptism in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And we believe today that your Holy Spirit will meet us in every moment. And Lord, you will meet those being baptized in the waters of baptism in a powerful way. We thank you for the promise of your Spirit. We thank you that your spirit, Holy Spirit, you, you are and you bear every promise of God upon us now. Every single thing that Jesus has, has provided, you, you apply to our life. All that Christ has accomplished, you apply now and evermore. We give you thanks. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship the Lord with our giving in just a few moments. We've got a couple of things to tell you about. But as we're getting ready to worship the Lord with our giving, we want to let you know that our sweet friend John Kramer has built a second giving box. Nice. And they're both beautiful. But now we have one on each side of the chapel. So there's one over here onto the, to my left, probably your right of the sound booth, and then the other near the nursing mother's room, as it were. And, uh, uh, and there's a, there are... For our guests, if you didn't receive or you don't have, a, you haven't filled out a, a communication card, or if you'd like to fill one out, you'd like to share a prayer request or a testimony or something like that, or an update your information, there are cards right there by those boxes, as well as giving envelopes. If you came prepared to give via envelope, or you need the data in there, there's the, those envelopes are there, and you can just slip those securely into those beautiful boxes we might as well make use of them they're yeah. gorgeous Amen. yeah yeah and then you can also text to give which yeah. they'll put that on the screen and if you're at home you can text to give and or online on our on a heritage website both are safe and secure or you can just do the snail mail so it's easy we have a secure mailbox as well that's right like so a, it's a, in like a few a, minutes like a super safe out there uh-huh as you're getting ready to give let's just remind you of a couple of things uh above your regular giving and we want to make sure our folks online are watching as well, paying attention that above your regular, you know, tithes and offerings, you're just, you're, you know, like if you were going to text to give, if it just said give or it said, you know, whatever, just your regular stuff. The other stuff that says missions and building, those are specific uh, allotments you set aside to give above your regular giving. And I want to tell you what you've done this year. Your, your missions year-to-date giving is $12,531. That's so if you could argue, we're, we're about halfway into 2020. I don't know if that's a praise report or I just disappointed you. But uh, we're only halfway. Uh, we're believing God that the second half is better than the first half. Right? 20, 2020 is going to be a second half game, okay? 
Lord, have mercy on my soul. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Dad's just seen some people if you're watching from home. Patrick Tandy, come over here and see me. My goodness, how are you? It's fantastic. How are you? I've missed you, my friend. I love you so much. Look, if you don't want to be loved, go somewhere else. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, thank you for that little note. I'd hug Tracy, but we have a history. She was, I was Jesus, she was Mary, it was a thing. All right. Uh, 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 Over and over. (laughs) Yeah, they were. Uh, And your building fund last month in June, in June, just June, 7,200. By shut up, by shut up, she means praise the Lord. Or it's a it's a euphemism. It's Hebrew for glory to God. Oh my God! <laughs> That's an awesome song. Yeah, it's a it's a rare dialect of the. So seven thousand dollars you've continued to invest in this place. And the victory fund, you're sowing into victory. You can't sow into victory without expecting more of it. Right? Right? And your victory fund giving year to date is $13,287. But when you say year to date, yes, that's March. That's from March. We started victory fund in March. So that's just a short cut. March, April, May, June. Four months, That's four months. That's huge, people. And I can't wait to hear your victory testimonies. Yes. Woo! So... That's that's the important giving announcement. We just want you to know that you can't outgive God, and if you're and uh, He's going to chase you down. His goodness is going to chase you down, like Psalms 23 said. Surely the goodness and mercy will hunt you down all the days of your life. As Leon likes to say, "How many days? All of them. Every day, all the days of my life." All right, I want to talk about this, but do you want to say something else? Yeah, I just want to just say if that you're watching from online, we would love for you to just comment if this is your first time. We just want to welcome you as well to Heritage. And again, if, if this is your first visit here today, we are happy you're here. And it's Baptism Sunday, so we're excited for that. And then you're going to talk about after. I just, I'm just going to say fish fries coming up, a few hours outside. Can't wait. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, so we're going to baptize folks in water here at the end of this service after communion and whatnot. But I, I would love for you... I don't know where he is. Usually I go find him. Uh, I don't know if he's out there or not. I don't know. You want right out there. Screen, screen. That's what Jordan is for. We could have asked. Any, any, any luck? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. If, they, if Ed walks through the door, would you spontaneously scream and yell? team, but obviously Ed and Karen, uh, our hearts are indebted to you. Uh, you don't, there's, we, you, you are already blessed and out of the overflow of your blessing, you just sow into this house. We're so grateful for 
you making it possible for us to have a really, really strong victory celebration oh, yeah. uh, of the goodness of God and His faithfulness and, and, and really something that we can sow to anticipate more of His goodness in the future. So get ready. We're going to have a great time. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Good. All right, let's, take a, let's just take a moment's pause. Mrs. Dow will pray over you, and you can use the giving boxes, refresh your coffee, and we'll be right back. Pray for us. Please. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to give. We thank you for the promises that are attached to it. I pray you bless every giver. Lord, I even pray for those that, might, um, that are planning on giving above and beyond their tithe, that you would just speak to them a number and that there would be no fear, and they would just act on that. Lord, as we, we know that when we sow, good things come. So I thank you for victory that's coming. I thank you for how houses that are coming. I thank you for paid off cars that are coming and bonuses that are coming and new jobs. Lord, I speak to those that are looking for jobs. They're happening this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. We'll be right back. Say hello to somebody. Get a cup of coffee.
guys. Would you, hey, good job. Would you tell our worship team thank you so much? As they are uh, finding their seats, we'll just want to obviously remind everybody that uh, that uh, the, on our fish fry Sunday, usually the well, we already had a we already had a we already had a five a, a, a Friday night Saturday night service. Does that make sense? So we had a Friday night gathering, and uh, we had worship and communion a little bit and challenge and, and a time of prayer. So that was kind of our our first of three services this weekend, and then our nine o'clock. On fish fry is for those that you, usually those that come at nine are uh, well they have good reason to or they're getting ready to work at the eleven o'clock as well <laughs> and uh, and you never know but uh, this we're very grateful for this year I think I should say this aloud uh, we're very grateful for um, well for the Vickers family of course but we're grateful for our commitment our shared commitment as a as a church body. To uh, to host to to put to put on this this lunch. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's a church luncheon, you know. Uh, so it's like, well, you might someone that unfamiliar might say, well, what's the big deal? It's a really big deal, and not just because it's delicious. I mean, that's sufficient. But it's a really big deal because we are we are feeling we are sensing that heritage that we are to be a beacon of hope and to say we courageously joyfully humbly are going to gather outdoors happily safely etc we're gonna we are going to gather for a shared meal we're going to be hear me right we're going to be human together we're going to be unashamedly courageously human. We're going to be who God made us to be. And of course, we're, we always are polite, you know, if you don't, you don't, don't cough on fish or on anybody else. But that's not new news. You know, courtesy isn't new. And, uh, and folks can come however they're comfortable as well. And they can, they can, they can spread out. There's plenty of room out. We got more tables than ever. We have space everywhere. You can you can, there's, there's four acres on the property. You can wander as far as you like. But it's important for us to say, we believe. We believe. And on a day like this, is our, this is a, we say it's our anniversary celebration because it is. Honestly, this, is a, uh, this, this first Sunday in July really represents uh, the, the anniversary of heritage existing as a congregation. And all of our journeys and, and our, 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 our comings and goings and, and transitions. And now through this very significant global transition, here we are still. And not just here still, but, but thriving. Yeah. Thriving, really thriving. And uh, in, every, in every way. I mean, I could have said to you, which I didn't say, that you know, we have, here's all of, the, all of your extra giving and BTW, all the bills are paid. Well, that was a really, really, yeah. So, I mean, it's not just about that, of course, but we have, uh, and then today, uh, as far as just people signed up, we have more people signed up for water baptism in today's service than any singular prepared ahead of time water baptism service we've had. So, uh, 
for all of these things, we just give the Lord thanks. This, and this church, Heritage, has, has, has just never meant more to Lori and I uh, than it does. And that's not to say it, it meant lo- something less before. But we've just never, I guess it's, it's hard to articulate the increase of affection. But it is definitely grips us in ways that we had not uh, previously felt. Uh, in light of all that has transpired over the last few months and even the last year, and here we are now, and, and the, the, tra- the changes that we've had as a, as a, in, in our staff and our team, all good. Uh, uh, there's so much. I mean, there's so much that we haven't even publicly celebrated that's going on in, on my team, on my staff. I mean, miracle, unbelievable, op- not, not supposed to happen, impossibilities. <laughs> uh, but I have to let, I should let them talk about that. In all of that light of what has transpired, uh, what, what, we have, what, we have, what we have done is, is, particularly today, we have said, you know what we want to focus on? We want to we double down our focus on meaningful ministry, on the moments. Uh, we, from it's little tiny things like, little tiny things like reading scripture aloud in church, that's on purpose. That's on purpose. We're, I think, how can, we, how, how can we cooperate with the Holy Spirit in such a way as to make our all ministry more meaningful. There's a lot of things we could emphasize on a day like this. When we used to typically stop and have an anniversary uh, celebration service like this, like, well, what could we what could we emphasize? And we've 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 paused and kind of talked about different things in the past. We could we could talk about uh, our our core operating our core virtues of a church. Our core virtues are love and honor and hope. We've talked about them as a staff and a department heads over and over and over again the last few weeks. That we 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 govern ourselves. We we move forward by love, honor, and hope. Uh, I could talk about the importance of of uh, of understanding and practicing joy as a steadfast and immediate. Uh, confidence in the goodness of God and how exceedingly important it is and how it serves not only to anchor us but to strengthen us, to, to give us a sense of direction for the future. Uh, it connects us and directs us, as I might say. Uh, could talk about reminding us of our primary processes here, that we are a church that gathers and grows and goes. We are about worship and, dis- and, worship and discipleship and mission. Could talk about that. Well, it, and it'd be great to talk about gratitude because that's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and we have a lot to be grateful for. And, and I just felt like the Lord told me the other day, I know it doesn't, it's not, it's not just because it rhymes, it's not meant to be cute, but I really felt like the Lord reminded me that where there is not gratitude, there is a sinful attitude. And I thought, well, they, then those two things can't share the same space. So I thought, well, that's the way to drive out. And if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if there's an absence of gratitude, that means somewhere there's been a sinful attitude that has gained leverage, influence in my life. I don't, I don't want that, you know. And that's good enough to talk about it at, our, at, our, at, the, at, the, at the 50-yard line, right? But honestly, all of these things and more are included in what I would like to assert today as our highest calling. Faith, would you bring that up for me, please? Would you all say our highest calling? There is no higher calling than to holiness. Holiness. There is no higher calling than to holiness. Everybody just say holiness. holiness. Now, here's what, we know. here's what we know. As soon as I say that, there's going to be a lot of things that go through your mind, a lot of definitions, <laughs> a lot of memories. Uh, but 
first, let's go to the scripture. When we say there is no higher calling than to holiness, consider 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. If you want to read it with me, you certainly may. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, period. Just hear it again. He has saved us and What's my calling? What's my, what's my calling, Lord? You know, and maybe I'm called to, you know, reach the silverback gorillas of, you know, Grenada. Nope, uh, maybe, but that's not your highest calling. What's your calling? Get this calling right first. He has saved us and called us to a, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. He's called you to holiness out of his own grace. This is his purpose. He, he imagined you holy. What do you mean? Well, listen to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4. Does that come up? Yeah, there it is. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. From the creation of the world. In the canvas of God's imagination, he saw you as holy. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 says this, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Finally, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. There is no higher calling than to holiness. Holiness is our testimony. It is our distinction. It is our identity. And it has always been our destiny. Well, what is holiness? Now, that's rhetorical. should have my cup out, John. That's rhetorical. What is holiness? Well, hang on. There's often a disconnect in our minds when I say holiness. There's often a disconnect that follows because uh, holiness uh, has, uh, is, is often relegated or connected to, an idea, uh, to a cultural construct or to legalism. By cultural, I mean I say holiness, and many of you, the first thing you might have thought of was Puritan hats and Amish wagons. Or you might have thought of a church culture growing up and ushers wearing white gloves and sister so-and-so giving you the stare down. (laughs) Somebody remembered that. It's defined as, uh, as uh, you know, I guess we used to joke about what the, you know, forgive me, I don't know why, you know, don't, don't get upset. But, you know, holiness means no makeup and no miniskirts or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't even think they do miniskirts anymore. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> maybe, maybe it does. Uh, but holiness has, again, you, that's what I mean by a cultural construct. It's begun uh, just like we're, we, we will define holiness as this, as this appearance or this, this, this culture in a church. It's tragic that in some ways holiness has become just culturally bound. When in, really, in reality, rather, holiness is a living and vibrant eternal quality of and from heaven, of God himself. Holiness isn't 
cannot be allocated to or relegated to a, a, a specific, unique, uh, you know, denominational culture. When in fact, Exodus 15, 11 says, Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness. You are the one who is holy. God is holy. holy holiness is the nature and character of God. It is the, it is the, if, it's, if, it, if there's a culture of holiness, it's the culture of heaven. Yes. Isaiah chapter 6 uh, verses 1 through 3, the prophet Isaiah has this magnificent vision at his early calling. And he says, in the, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their feet. With two, their I'm sorry, their faces, with two their feet, and with two they were, other two they were flying. That's quite the vision. Uh, Verse 3, though, here's the thing. He sees all of that, and the thing that shakes him is this. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy. As I understand it, the dynamic is one shouts holy, then the other shouts holy, then the other shouts holy. That these angels were shouting back and forth, exchanging this, this declaration, this celebration of holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Holiness is the nature, the character of God, of heaven itself. So it is, there is a culture to it. It's the culture of heaven. On the other side, folks, they, well, they, they, they have defined holiness as some sort of legalism, like a list that we keep. Holiness is not a list. Holiness cannot be reduced to what you and I can strategically avoid doing. While holiness is not a list, holiness must, it does include departure from everything unclean. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, Paul writes, everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Everyone must. Everyone gets to be part of holiness. Everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. We do not get to, there is no higher calling than holiness. You do not get to call on the name of Jesus and still harbor and hug sin in your life. Back to heaven. In John's vision of the new creation, the new Jerusalem, everything brand new, Revelation 21 and 22, though this is eternity, this is heaven, what's it look like? Well, before you get too far, Revelation 21 verse 8 says, talking about the beauty of the new Jerusalem and and the new Eden and everything, he says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Holiness is not a list, but it absolutely means that we do turn away from unrighteousness. And in an age where holiness is often dismissed or it is redefined or it is, it is just, it's just made vague enough that nobody knows what it means or doesn't give it any pay attention, we must be reminded that not only is holiness real, but that it is our highest calling. It is the character and quality of heaven. 
Holiness is what the demons saw on Jesus, and it is what made them cower in fear. They panicked when they saw him. They didn't say, oh, look, a Jewish rabbi. They said, I know who you are. You are the Holy One. And holy is the name of the spirit he has given us. Here is holiness in a sentence. But I'd like to challenge you this morning. What is holiness? Herein is holiness. Holiness is contact that becomes conduct. Or if you want to turn it around, it's conduct because of contact. Holiness involves contact first and then conduct. Would you all say those two words out loud with me? Let's start with the first one. It's contact and don't switch them around. Holiness isn't, I'm, is not conduct that, get, that, that, that I achieve something. Holiness is I have been brought into contact with something. And because I have been, I can never be the same. Exodus chapter 30, we see this in the, in the, in the, 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 the building of the temple, and, or the tabernacle, rather, in Exodus, and the, the articles in it. Uh, there's instructions that says, Make a sacred anointing oil, beginning at verse 25 and forward, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant of, uh, of law, the ark of the covenant law, the tabernacle and all its articles, the lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils. See this list? This oil is going to touch everything. And the basin, verse 29, you shall consecrate them. How? By putting oil on them. You're going to put this oil, this special oil is going to be put on these things. And when you do, when that oil makes contact with those things, they are forever consecrated. And what you do with them from that point on must be different than what's ever been done with them before. And they can never be used to do something ordinary again. Because the oil's been put on them. Do you feel that? He said, make this sacred oil, and once you put that oil on them, now, the, it, they didn't, it wasn't, the oil wasn't a reward. What a nice basin. Good job, basin. Here's oil. No, the oil isn't a reward. The oil is not an effect. It's a cause. So they take the oil, and they put it on that thing, and, that, and when, once it has been made, had contact with that holy oil, its conduct must be different forever. It's set aside. And then, this is the remarkable thing, whatever touches them will be holy. Holiness will become greater than whatever they touch. Holiness isn't fragile. It's not fragile. It's not easily broken. Handle with care. It's holy. No, you, you be careful. It's holy. And if it gets a hold of you, you become holy. That's what it says. Why? Because he is holy. And in the same 
in the same genre, talking about tabernacle and temples, fast forward all the way now to that, that, that tabernacle anticipating you and I becoming the temple of the Holy Spirit. And now Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20, he says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? The Holy Spirit is in you. Say, he is in me. Think about that oil. You are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Something has happened to you. You have been brought into contact with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, conduct yourself like one who is living in contact, vital contact with the Spirit. So holiness is living like those in vital contact with the Holy Spirit. What is holiness? Holiness is living like you've been brought into vital contact with the Holy Spirit. I'll say it again. It's just that simple. Holiness is living like you have been brought into into living Vital contact with the Holy Spirit. This is why Peter will write in First First Peter one fifteen. But just as He who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. That's a passive thing. It actually could read like this. But just as He who called you is holy, so be made holy in all you do. This is a passive imperative. Friends, something has happened to you so that you may be made holy. Paul says this. Listen to this. This is a little bit longer passage, but it's good. Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. Paul's going to talk about our life in the Spirit, living in vital contact with the Spirit. So Paul says, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. You see that? If you're living in vital contact with the Spirit, you will not indulge the desires, the carnality of your flesh. Once you've been brought into vital contact, once that oil's been put on you, you can no longer live that way again. You can't live unsacred, unrighteous, ordinary lives. All right, I I can feel the rock. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. These things don't work together. And then he tells us the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, things we read already, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because our highest calling is to holiness. But, he says, good news, but the fruit of the Spirit, meaning the produce, the result of the Spirit's influence, the result of vital contact with the Spirit is love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Why? Because they they are the perfect expressions of the nature of God. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh which is with its passions and desires. Verse 25, here's the summary. What is holiness? Since we live, contact, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with conduct the Spirit. 
Since we, can I just say it that way? Since we live in contact with the Spirit, let us walk in conduct with the Spirit. One more, just, there's just so scriptural. Here we go. One more time. Ephesians 4, 30 and 32. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed on the, for the day of redemption. Something has happened to you. You were sealed. What is that? So therefore what? Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. And instead, be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ forgave you. Our highest calling is to holiness. He who called us is holy and has called us to be holy. And holiness is the character, the nature of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, holiness is living like those who are in vital contact with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So that, that, that is my our, my our, hopefully our challenge, our reminder, our, our charge to you at half, at half time this year. This, this is our highest calling, to live like those who have been brought into vital contact with the Holy Spirit. It is our testimony. It is our identity. It is our distinction. It is our destiny.